Coach Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. His patients call him Dr. Deutschman. Family and friends call him Kyle. And his passion for music has inherited him the name Kyle Deutsch. Kyle started his music career learning to play guitar at the end of junior school singing casually here and there, but he soon began to realize his true potential. To take his passion for music more seriously, he began performing at acoustic sessions in cafes and restaurants, really coming into his own as a local musician. In 2014, he entered South African Idol season 10, where he won the hearts of the viewers, placing fifth. Heart of the mark, he burst onto the local and international music scene with a rapidly increasing following, creating hit after hit, collaborating with some of Africa's biggest artists and producers to date, including Casper Neuvest, Shikana, Cuesta, Kelly Kumalo, Destruction Boys, and Sketchy Bongo, to name a few. He's been nominated and won numerous awards over the years. Up next on Celeb Savant, we've got Kyle Deutsch. Kyle, tell me, where do we find you in the world? What's happening in your life and how are you doing? Uh, I am in Durban, South Africa, Morningside. Um, it's the, we're starting to get into summer, so things are starting to heat up. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. I'm all good, all good, all good. <laughs> so now let's take it all the way to the very beginning. Tell us about your musical journey. For me personally, my musical journey started when I started learning uh, or listening with my parents. My parents had records or tape decks uh, and then CDs playing constantly. Um, now they've gone back to records at uh, <laughs> this current age. But they've had music playing throughout my life, which has been um, quite a quite an amazing ex uh, experience. I'd say my, my relationship with music started there. And then I started learning to play guitar. Well, my mom actually wanted to... Uh, took me to go get a guitar when I was younger and then the, they said my fingers were too small so she ended up getting a mini guitar that I just carried around the house and then I start, picked up a, a guitar again um, like grade 8, grade 9 or the, then it was standard uh, standard 6, standard 7 and then um, yeah so that was uh, that was when I started to learn guitar and break sessions I used to jam play a little uh, play around with um, like at Verizon and friends would, would meet up. I then joined the church uh, worship team. Um, I was leading worship for a while. And then I entered Idols and start, well, and then started making my own music and recording my own music properly. Then started releasing my own music and uh, enjoying that whole creative process that has become so much easier these days. And uh, yeah, we, we, where we are now, I suppose. So let's unpack a few of those things. First of all, why the guitar? What appealed to you about the guitar at a young age? I don't know, bro. I actually wish I had learned the keys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, I way prefer to be able to be... Um, I'm not like brilliant on guitar even, but it is a, it's a... I think it's an easy instrument. It's an instrument that you can travel around. It's, yep. uh, it doesn't require power to play. It's just a... It's a go-to, it's a music standard. You mentioned idols. Tell us more about that experience and that journey. Just it seemed like a actually the first the first time I went, there was a friend of mine. He said, uh, Carl, you can sing. Yeah, he's like, Carl, you can 
like you can sing if if you go to um if i go to idols or you go and this guy was terrible <laughs> like he was like he was <laughs> so anyone might be saying because he does but he is always theatrical and he's but he's can't sing yeah. so then um he jumped he uh he's like well i'm the i said i told him hey bro the auditions are tomorrow i'm actually talking around around to some one or two people around us were going so he looked at me he says well then i'll go with you if you're going and then uh well he looked at the other person and he's like well if you're going then i'll come stand in the queue with you and i'll just go with you and he's and then i was like yeah whatever and then he's like he looked at me and he's like you, that means you have to come like that means you have to come with as well and i was like ah oh. so then i like patched together a song and then he was i remember we stayed in the queue for like three or four hours and he was like uh just before he went in, inside i was like what are you gonna sing he says i don't know he still had no idea what he was gonna sing i think he ended up singing flying without wings by um what westlife or yeah something yeah like that and it must have gone terribly <laughs> And then uh, we went, I ended up going through to the top, um, like, I don't know, it was the top 100 that yeah. year. And it was just, it was, it was fun, like for me. I don't know, I was, I was, but although I was just starting chiropractics, I'd done the six year course, I was playing football and I was playing um, beach for fun at the time. And I was like, okay, cool, let's, uh, let's, this is almost like a holiday kind of thing. You know, we went to Sun, we went to Sun City for a week um and then that went cool and then i got knocked out at the top 32. and then when i went through that i was like okay cool and i got a few in, uh, interesting interactions with some of the contestants there who i were like flip these looks brilliant and that's their thoughts and this is how it's like i got to learn a bit about the industry and then um when we came back home after that i ended up meeting up with uvia singh sketchy bongo and uh, a1 wolf Arnold Phillips and turned out we all went to Westfall and so we started to make some music together and uh, just enjoy the creative process together and then um, we started writing songs and we we're like hey, these are actually starting I mean I've grown up listening to music these and these songs are starting to sound like something that we could push play on and no one's gonna be like hey where's this like why does this sound like it's not professional you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> like so we're getting to that level and I was like, okay, cool guys. I entered this thing idols. Like, should I go back and like, let's see, because once you, once you get into a serious competition like that and you start to treat it as something that you can use to promote uh, a brand name, like you end up using, if we worked out what was spent on advertising for, for my brand by entering and being involved in the show like that. And I was like, okay, cool. Then, um, once we finish that, we can start releasing music and people are going to like, they have to listen and they have to come with a feedback, which we feel would be positive, you know, because they, they've already become accustomed to me singing other people's music. We've grown support that way. Um, you're going to see Kyle Dage every, every week on your TV. And then he comes out with music and then you start comparing to him, like out of the winner of idols do. Now let's talk about just another guy who was on Idols, released some music. This is what it sounds like, and it um, for me it was a it was a, a way into the industry for me and those who were trying to break in at the same time to be able to like almost fast track our career um, into a point where the consumer is like, okay, cool, let's give it a listen, and mm -hmm. then if it's good enough, they decide whether whether they want to carry on listening or keep supporting. You, when you collaborate and write music, is it, I know you mentioned Sketch Bongo and a couple of other, other artists. Do you still collaborate with the same artists? Is it a 
a soul collaboration now in the sense that it's just yourself uh, writing or creating the music or is it always a collaborative process with other artists uh, oh it's all of it's all of the above it's all of like I work with different producers it depends where you are in the world who you're able to come in contact with are you doing it virtually are you doing writing your tracks in studio do you start the beat right at the same time that you arrive in the studio is it something you bring in from someone else is it songs that you're reworking um, are you starting on or have you written this thing on guitar and then now you uh, reworking it into how you want it to be audibly it's like I, I use all of those those creative uh, strategies and you prefer collaborating or doing it by yourself which is easier and which is which do you prefer um, well I'm never gonna at the as things stand I'm not able to get um, like do a mix and uh, a full mix and master creation by myself okay I would say that I would trust um, to be on the standard so it's definitely gonna be creativity I prefer I've been a team like I mean I grew up playing football and I can tell you that you're definitely better with like not by yourself okay <laughs> um, when it comes to this process I mean okay you want you want how many ears in the world to to love it the more I think like the more that it's palatably and um, believed in by the, by the team around you the more success a record should have if cool, it's you by yourself going this is awesome it's like <laughs> How many more people do you have to convince that it's that it's cool? You know, yeah, yeah. It's, cool. Uh, from zero minutes to a three or four minutes or five minute track, what is that process for you? I know you and you collaborate with other artists, but do you approach it different each time, or do you always go with an intention of what you want to write about? So let's say I don't know. Do you want to give me a scenario then? Seeing as I use all the all the different stuff like difference it's different on every occasion yes. even in that sense um so maybe you want to give me a scenario and then i'll tell you how to break it down sure so when you go into the studio say with um for example sketchy bongo yeah. do you go in with intention okay you guys are going to write about this or this specific topic or is it a free flow and uh, organic process yeah i th i'm a firm believer that the music and the content need to marry so it's like you can't like I almost want to take the music and picture it visually and say okay cool this this music is like audibly giving me this sort of sensation and then I try and marry those two together and be like okay cool for all night it's like bam 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 bam, 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 bam and I walked into the studio sketchy's playing like this yeah and I was, I was like okay cool what is um what what the hell am I he's like Bro, are you ready to jump on the mic? He's like, I'm giving you've got about 30 seconds. I'm going to be done with this little section here and you must just go record something. So I was like, flip, okay, cool. And I'm going, da, 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 da. and I'm like, I get lost in a crazy time with you. Because yeah, it feels like this guy is just like, he's like, he's seeing all the trumpets around him. And I start to visually depict the song. And then it's like, and then this this party's going to go on all night. And I so I end up freestyle. I went, he's like, okay, cool. Just go sing, go sing, go sing. I ended up freestyling <laughs> till the end of till the end of uh, the chorus, and then I was like, "Okay, cool." I was like, "He's like, yeah, that's enough, that's enough, that's enough." For that particular song, it was a journey um, like that. But usually, creative these days, I find for myself specifically, is I'll make sure that if I'm going to start working on a song, um, that I'm not involved with the creation of from the beginning of the beat, 
um, is to play play it for the first time with the mic open so that I can record the initial melodies that come to mind. I'm not sitting on it um, and dwelling on a beat and then breaking it down into something that I can carry with me all the time and then like piece together storyline or I don't write first and then just try and sing those words in a melody that fits with this beat kind of thing. Um, I'm more of like, what is this song? What is it? forcing me to sing and then I like to try and get those utterances out and then uh, piece the, the melody and the lyrical content with that. That's interesting I suppose because the more it's in your brain and the more you think about it the more there's that element of uh, I don't know you know whenever the mind kicks in there's that doubt there's that oh is it good enough is it this so by forcing up yourself in that way it just allows you to say okay let's just be in the unconscious yeah. present moment and let just a free flow yeah that's kind of that's kind of and then if i because if i sit with that thing and then i've already sung i've sung all the melodies possible for this whole thing and then i'm like okay cool i mean how am i going to choose how am i going to choose which one of those i prefer or then i start thinking oh which one are you going to prefer better and then what if it changed like this and like this and like this rather than just like halts my creative process yeah now i'm going to put you on the spot two games we're going to play first one is your top five artists locally or internationally that you have yet to collaborate with who you still like to collaborate with um sun all musician jimmy nevis locally aka or internationally oh all internationally yeah um our oh, jeepers there's there's thousands of those. Um, I'd like to do a track with WizKid. I'd like to do a track where it changes every day. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel like, feel like listening to a bit of like the old Usher. Or I feel like getting, or like maybe Sting. You know? Yeah. Or um, be nice to write with like Adam Levine, not necessarily be on the same song, um, but to sit and write with him who writes yeah, yeah. like the most catchy pop hooks. Um, something similar to what I would do be doing this side or Justin Timberlake or like um, Timberland. Now the second game I'm going to play with you now, I know this will change every single time. If I ask this to you, ask this question to you in five minutes, if I ask you this question in an hour, two hours or tomorrow, it'll be a different list. So your top five songs by other artists, what would they be? <laughs> right now. Right, right now, now, in this moment. Iris, Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. Ooh, Usher, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, Chris Brown. Damn uh, in the middle of ecstasy. Feel the man. What's the name of uh, Forever. I think it's called Forever. Okay. Um, Two more. Sure. Pick a, any Eminem song. Eminem, Toy Soldiers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jimmy Nevis, Hot Boxing. Cool, nice one. Do you know the original uh, Toy Sol Soldiers? If you I, play it, I probably know. It is so it's by Martika. It's by a late 80s singer called Martika. So you must have a look into that. Okay, so it's a sample. Yeah. Classic, classic pop star. Yeah, so the num it was number one in 1988, 89 um, on the Billboard chart. So uh, I'm giving you some homework to do. <laughs> Google Martika yeah. with Toy Soldiers. Okay. Also a brilliant track. So you mentioned cassettes, you men mentioned vinyls, um, CDs. Mm. I'm so grateful those are making a comeback because I love me a CD. Now we've got these digital platforms in the Why way a that... CD, Why, Why a CD? A CD, a CD so, is okay. like a limited, 
limited USB in my mind. A CD is like a limited USB, but with tapes and and uh, and records, you get like there's a sonic that comes through on the sound that I, I prefer. To answer your question, so for me, cassettes I hated when they unraveled. They used to freak me out, and then you had to ravel them back up, and then it was a whole chadunt, a whole thing for those overseas listeners. Chadunt is a whole thing; it's Afrikaans, <laughs> the whole thing in my mind. And then a record. Also, you just—I just found this. Even though I'm so delicate and I'm so careful, I just found they used to scratch so much easier than CDs. I'm like so gentle and I'm so careful. So I love myself the aesthetic of holding something, right? the booklets of, you know, having the pictures, the artwork, and that. But now yeah. we've got these digital platforms. What are your thoughts of the way that now people are consuming music compared to what they did 10, 15, 20, 50 years ago? Now it's like uh, you're not really selective of what you're hearing. It's more like the, the apps are telling you what this is the kind of thing you're going to listen to, um, and they're getting pretty good at it. And it's it's easy for consumers now. I mean, you don't even have to. There's there's less of a connection with. Mm. Oh, I like this band because this person who's singing it. It's now like, oh, this is a cuck song. I don't even know who's singing it. I've never seen anything about it. But just skip, you know, kind of thing. There's less. There's there's less uh, appreciation of art behind the consumer now than there was back in the day. So I think that would be the negative side effect of. Uh, what's going on now, as well as the pay that, that and the exploitation of artists, but we won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> Hopefully well, that will be time. sorting itself out yeah. sometime. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the reason why the, the, the way the model of the con uh, has been changed in the industry is the, it's all understandable. Well, I mean, you're right, because it's now, people are so blase about it. It's like before they'd have to go to shops save that money budget for that money each month buy the cd buy the tape buy the record get home it's a journey it's an experience and it's aesthetic it's a whole emotional energetic and energy exchange whereas now it's like ah whatever ah, not interested push forward push forward push forward so it's become i i feel from as an observer that so many people are now have with music they are are what's the word they they don't take into account the amount of effort, energy, and creativity that you guys put into it because it's like, oh, we'll just skip. It's boring. <laughs> you know, whereas previously that energy exchange of here's my money, here's the journey, here's the whole emotional experience of doing it allowed the person yeah. to actually take that in and exchange some sort of thank you and gratitude for and appreciation for what you guys did. 100%. 100%. And I don't know, I feel like there is it, uh, this sort of the climate of music is reaching some sort of like tipping point where there is going to be something new and some and a change kind of. I don't know how it's going to come about or what it's going to look like just yet, but I do think there is there is sort of a wager between the, the artistry world and the consumerism world and the formats. Like it's becoming it's becoming a thing of it's there's too much hype and it's aesthetic involved with needing to break through uh, or visually appeal you yeah know? and that's why you see these things like these extreme things like having to fake suicides or kill someone or be going to jail or doing like whatever there's some extreme PR stunt that needs to roll out with every big release um, in order to catch the world's eye so it's it's 
mean, I suppose they used to do it that way back in the day, but it was just a little bit different. <laughs> so now, what is next for Kyle? What's next in the musical journey? Oh man, we just released the track now by um, myself and Alma Kuka. It's called "Keep My Heart Safe." Yep. Uh, we there's some new release coming up before the end of the year to take us through summer, and uh, we're busy prepping off. We were working on a whole bunch of singles. We have about thirty songs on the wall that we're busy um, polishing up, and we had a hard drive crash and some technical things, so we're busy fixing that up we've got all the stems and everything but just the progress that we had is a little bit lost um, so we're busy on working on that but we'll definitely have uh, the, the new music and album um, ready for next year cool looking forward to that now yeah. the podcast is, is listened to throughout the world locally awesome. the main listening audience is Australia UK America as a final note to our listening audience what would you like to say yeah, thank you for your support, guys. We see you um, listening all over the world. Uh, I'll, I'll even show you. Let's see what we what we have to say here in Spotify. If I can go real, real quick and see what I know, we're getting. We can see them. Uh, so on the top here is Germany. Um, so if you're out there, shout out. We've got South Africa, second, United States, Switzerland, Austria. Let's see for bring back the love. Where you guys are showing love. Uh, United States, South Africa, Germany, United Kingdom, Canada. Uh, yeah, and to you guys, my expat. I know there's a lot of expats out in South, uh, in Australia. Um, thank you so much for, for your love. And yeah, my name is Carl Deutsch. Keep enjoying the music. Thank you so much. This is Slaves Mind signing out with Carl Deutsch.